through the darkness, guided by a beating heart. I can't tell where the journey will end, but I know where it starts. They tell me I'm too young to understand. They say I'm caught up in a dream. Well, life will pass me by if I don't open up my eyes. So that's fine by me. Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
I've won and lost against the best. This old road's been a hell of a test. I'm still driving. I ain't slowing down. There's rules I love to break and bend. Mistakes I've made again and again. But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around. I hit it hard, man. So far, man. No laying up, no holding back. And a good Monday morning, St. Louis. And all points, points, parts, points, north, east, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Window World, Kings Court on kevinslaytonshow.com. You can hear our podcast on this platform, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google, Anchor, and the rest. And we apologize for Thursday and Friday's shows not being posted even as we speak. Believe you me. People are being hauled, not called, hauled onto the carpet for this. And we will have that rectified later this morning, I promise you. Or people will be fired. It's, it's that simple. That's going to happen. So we will get that up for you, and we'll get this one up for you as well after after it's over. But we thank you for your patience and your support, as always. And we trust that you had a good weekend, a safe, a safe weekend, a happy weekend. Aren't all weekends happy, though? Pretty much. Unless, of course, you're the Denver Broncos and you were beaten 70-20 to 20 by the Miami Dolphins, record-setting fashion. No NFL team has scored 70 points or more in decades. It's hard to imagine 70. We had to do a double take on that. Playing golf yesterday at the wonderful Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville, Illinois. What a beautiful place to play. If you're in that area, boy, I would recommend joining if you can do it. It is a fun, fun course and a great course. A lot of character over 100 years old but fun and perfect, perfect greens. You won't find greens like that in too many places. So we had to do a double take when we saw the score. 70 points? Are you serious? Missouri couldn't muster that many. Uh, they did beat Memphis down at the Dome. If you watch that game on television, it almost as felt as though the Dome people hauled out the original playing surface from the Rams some 25, 30 years ago. Good grief. That's one of the worst playing surfaces. I can't believe the teams played on it. So shame on the Dome and the people at the Dome and whoever was involved in that. I don't know who all is involved in putting that game on down there, but shame on them. Missouri ended up winning it by 7, so they go to 4-0, and then they wait Vanderbilt next week, who they'll beat, and go 5-0, and and then it's LSU. And LSU is showing that it's not as good as people thought they were either. The entire SEC is really in a down cycle. Even Georgia's struggling. They beat they beat up on terrible teams. They don't play anybody good. But it's a down year for that conference and a spectacularly up year for the Pac-12. But anyway, those are our sports issues for the weekend. <clears throat> but they were many, 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 many. We have a lot of ground to cover on the political front as well. It just uh, blows you away how almost daily Biden can step in a pile of goo. 
and it's self-induced goo. It's as though he drops his goo and then steps in it. But he is a freaking idiot, and we can't have this. This has to end, folks, and I believe it will end. I believe it's going to end in dramatic fashion, and so does the Washington Post, apparently, and ABC News, because they dispatched their pollsters this past weekend, or week, I guess, and here's what they came back with. Stunningly huge numbers against Biden. Donald Trump currently holds a 10-point lead over Biden. It was just two a week or so ago. Now, you wonder why I always say don't trust the polls. That's why. But it has sent the people at the Washington Post and ABC News scurrying to downgrade their own polling. That's how pathetic liberals are. If it doesn't show what they want it to show, they immediately downgrade it. Keep in mind, for every one conservative they poll, they poll three liberals. That's always been the ratio. And here you have 52 to 42 in favor of Trump. Good grief. It's at least 62 to 32, if those are the numbers. At least. It's probably worse. I can't imagine anybody, liberal or conservative, or ones who claim to be independent voting for Biden. Can you? Here's what independent voters said. Financially, comparing themselves to before the pandemic to today, 51% of independents are worse off just 15 or better off. I don't know who those 15 are. I'd like to know because they like their jobs. He's 19 points underwater on his approval rating. 56% disapprove, 37% approve. 44% of Americans say they've gotten worse off financially under Biden's presidency. That's the most for any president since 86. Wow. Those numbers don't lie, but when it comes out of those people, the Washington Post and ABC News, it's incredible. And those are numbers the liberals and the Democrats are going to have to deal with going forward. It's almost as worse as, as bad as the turf down at the uh, Dome. I don't know which would be worse. Would the turf be worse? If you saw the turf, you might say it's worse than Biden's polling numbers. The miracle there is that no one got hurt on that pile of crap they were playing football on. But what an embarrassment. What a grave embarrassment. Just as Biden's numbers are. Tremendously embarrassing. I don't know how they get around those. I don't know how they lie about them, although they're trying. The spin department is in full bloom at ABC and the Washington Post. They can't believe it. Their own people. People probably fired. So they get together and they claim that that poll now is an outlier. It must be an outlier. It's always an outlier if your guy's losing, according to them. And your guy's losing badly. I've been saying this is going to be a route, and it will be, but the cheaters will make it at least close. So that's where the Republicans have to be on guard. I don't care what the poll numbers show. When the election comes to mail-in balloting and every crooked criminal possibility that exists on earth, the Democrats will exploit it. You can count on it. They'll use it. They'll exploit it. And they'll try to destroy the country with it, as they do all the time. They are cheating even as we speak. They're getting all these mail-in ballots ready to be sent out to who who knows? How many? I don't know. You might get 15. You might get 20. You can fill all of them out. You don't have to verify yourself or your identity. 
It's how the Democrats want it. They have 7 million newly christened liberal voters, or so they think, the 7 million illegal aliens they've allowed into the country, and they're pouring more in as the days go by. And while Biden and his lying cronies like Mayorkas and Harris have spent three years plus lying to you about the border, telling you that it's closed, Biden has finally admitted that he's not only opened up the border, he's opening it up even further. And this is something he admits to doing. Now, why is he doing that now? Because he wants more illegal aliens to be able to claim asylum. Why? So they can vote. All they have to do is go to Pennsylvania, register for a driver's license, and that goofball governor who criminally went behind his own state legislature in violation of the state constitution and the state election laws, has now made it possible that you would be eligible to vote in Pennsylvania so long as you simply have a driver's license. So the cheating is already underway on a massive scale, and it will have to be on a massive scale to get Biden even close. As far as the Republicans are concerned, why are they having a debate? Why are eight to ten people running against Donald Trump? None of them, let me underscore that, none of them have a chance. None. Not even a boxer's chance. None. So Wednesday night, they'll trot the Republicans out there in front of uh, Fox Business Channel's panel, Stuart Varney, Dana Perino, and some Hispanic chick. I'm sorry, did I say chick? I'm in broad. And they'll try to tell us all how they're going to debate and who won the debate and who closed the gap and who was left behind. And they won't mention Donald Trump's name if they can help it. In the meantime, he sat down with Megyn Kelly and did an interview. I don't know when she's going to air that, probably opposite the debate, which would be smart programming. She asked him a lot of tough questions, much more than you'll get out of any debate candidate on Wednesday night, much more. Here's Biden admitting to, while he slurs his way through, these comments about ordering up the border even more in order to give asylum to more illegal aliens. We're significantly expanding legal pathways for entry so businesses can get the workers they need. I've also directed my team to make a historic increase in the number of refugees admitted from Latin America. We've launched outreach campaigns helping over a million eligible migrants apply for work permits. And we're accelerating the process for work permit applications right now. Can you imagine this guy? is actually bragging about opening the border further. He is. He's bragging about it. Bragging about more illegals that he's going to allow in and for the sole purpose of voting for him. He doesn't care if they live or die once the election's over. Trust me on that. He does not care. He simply wants them to live through the election so they can vote. And they really don't even have to live through the election. All they have to do is live long enough to send in a mail-in ballot, and that's all he cares about. Now, the truth is, I don't know why Biden needs these people to send in mail-in ballots. He's got liberals all over the country sending in 10, 15, 20 at a time. So while the Washington Post and the ABC News liars want to characterize their own poll as an outlier, 
The truth is that result in that poll gives Republicans confidence. It gives Trump more confidence. It gives independent voters confidence that if they vote for Trump, they're voting for the right guy, that he is the people's choice. They can call it an outlier. They can call it whatever they want. They're destroying their own credibility when they do that, if they have any left. And we we all know that they don't. They have none left. But isn't that incredible that he actually admits it? And Monica Crowley understands that this has always been the Biden border plan. This is the plan. You know, any normal politician, when they're seeing the negative fallout, you know, the negative economic, humanitarian and national security implications of this wide open border for nearly three years now, any normal president would have corrected the course, changed the policy. We have not seen one second of that. He has not changed the policy at all. So this is the plan. The plan is to flood the country. The plan has always been to flood the country. It's clear Biden now is admitting it through slurs of his words. And you'll hear from Victor Davis Hanson a little later on in the show about that slurring and what it seems to indicate to him. You'll also hear from Mike Davis, who's the Article 3 founder, about why the timing of this Robert Menendez indictment has occurred. Now, if you weren't paying attention on Friday, late in the afternoon, or early, I guess, in the afternoon, the Biden Southern District of New York, controlled by the Department of Justice, filed indictments against Robert Menendez for what? Altogether class, bribery, bribery, bribery. That's right. Another liberal accused of taking bribes in exchange for political influence, this time not to Russia, not to China, not to Ukraine, but to Egypt. So what does that tell us? It tells us that the Democrats will engage in criminal activity shakedowns with governments all over the world. If you're in bed with Egypt, you're you're just you're reaching for the bottom of the barrel, but here's what's good about the bottom of the barrel. Robert Menendez and his rather amply endowed wife, what a client couple or what a a clown couple those two are, have conspired, according to the indictment, to having, and this was found as evidence, $480,000 in cash stuffed into jacket pockets and shirt pockets, sleeves, a brand new Mercedes that was given to them by the Egyptian people, not to mention gold bricks. And this is Menendez's second dance at this ball. If you remember in 2017, this happened. And he was saved at the bell on a mistrial. Now, most people who got away with major crimes and avoided lengthy prison sentences would probably never go near that lit candle again for fear of being burned. But Menendez didn't care. His liberal arrogance told him, hey, if Biden can get away with it, why can't I? And to some degree, you have to say to Menendez, I understand. I understand why you would think, as a liberal, that you could get away with this kind of bribery. Your guy's been doing it all along. It's amazing. 
So all he had to do was think, we're getting away with this. Ours is a small scale. We're only taking half a million to a million. Biden's taking tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions by the time the numbers are finished counting. So we'll get away with it. But he didn't. Now, why? Why did they go get him? And if you're like me, that was the first question you asked yourself. Why Menendez? Why now? It's the same crime. But I think we answer the question very easily. They don't want Menendez around. Menendez is, other than his bribery, the anti-Biden. He disagrees with Biden on most policy ideas. It is pretty amazing that he does, but he does. And it's amazing that as he's getting away with it, he's still incurring the wrath of Biden, who doesn't like him. He was against getting back into the Iran deal. Biden didn't like that. And several other policy ideas. So that's why Menendez is going to jail. In addition, Menendez provides a nice, convenient distraction for Biden. Don't pay attention to my bribe issues. Pay attention to Menendez. He's been indicted. And that's what they can say. Hey, look at us. We don't play favorites. We went after a Democrat senator, influential senator. We don't play favorites. We didn't find $480,000 in cash in Biden's jacket pockets. Of course, you didn't look either. We didn't find new cars. Oops, oops, oopsie. Uh, yes, you did. Um, we didn't find gold bricks. Again, you didn't look. Mike Davis of the Article 3 Foundation, tell us about the timing of Menendez indictments. It's just amazing the timing of this. Uh, the, the Senate Foreign Relations Chairman Bob Menendez starts raising concerns about this uh, this this Iran deal for $6 billion or whatever the hell it was, this, this continuation of Obama's uh, capitulation, worship by, by Iran. Menendez raises issues about this, and all of a sudden they go after him. I mean, how long has the Biden Justice Department, how long has the FBI known that Bob Menendez was a scumbag, and all of a sudden today they want to do this? Uh, and I guess the benefits to President Biden is that there are many. They, they get to remove this chairman of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee, uh, who is not a Biden puppet, right? So they're going to get rid of him and maybe put in a Democrat, Senate Democrat as the chairman who is more of a puppet to Biden, they could easily replace Bob Menendez in New Jersey with a more more compliant Democrat Senate. Maybe they can get a black woman, right, so they can hit their, their diversity goals. And then the, the Biden Justice Department can pretend that they're being nonpartisan here, that, sure, we go after corruption on both sides, and we go after both sides of the political aisle, which is just complete nonsense. Carpe diem, Mike Davis. Broke it down perfectly. It's complete nonsense. They don't apply justice fairly or even close to it. They will eat one of their own as a sacrificial lamb in order to portray that image. And, of course, they will easily eat one of their own who isn't complying. And Menendez wasn't complying. He's, as you heard Mike Davis say, He's not a Biden puppet, so let's get rid of him. Here's the guy we burn on the altar of bipartisanship. Even though everyone knows with a functioning brain 
that there's nothing bipartisan about this Department of Justice or the Southern District of New York, the two most corrupt federal law enforcement agencies in the country. Southern District isn't even an agency. It's just a corrupt enterprise packed with lying, corrupt criminal lawyers. You don't have to look too far to get a whole group of those, do you? No, you don't. You really, really, truly don't. I mean, we can look at Jack Smith and stop right there. Nobody's as corrupt as this guy, probably, in the legal field. You want more evidence of that? He just added a guy by the name of Alex Whiting, a war crimes prosecutor, quote-unquote, to a special counsel team of nearly 24 rabid prosecutors gunning for Trump. This Whiting cat is a radical left-wing Trump hater. He was praising Robert Mueller's inquisition against Donald Trump. He's been a frequent commentator on all of the special counsels to investigate Trump. And this is a guy, this is reminiscent of Mueller's own quote-unquote investigative team, littered with Trump haters, littered with former employees of Hillary Clinton, and they call this bipartisan. And that's why Menendez was indicted, so they can pull this kind of crap. And they think they get away with it, think we don't notice. But we do. Jack Smith now has more than 25 lawyers harassing Donald Trump. Pretty incredible, isn't it? (laughs) And then he adds this guy. Who has never made any bones about it. He hates Donald Trump. Only the liberals would even try to get away with it. Whiting's a Democrat donor. Yeah, a Democrat donor. It's pretty incredible on its own, isn't it? And we're not talking about a thousand here or a thousand there. We're talking about a whole lot. So that's just in keeping with the corruption of the Democrats and the witch hunt on Donald Trump. Menendez himself, for his part, back in 2017, I believe it was, was accusing... No, no, this was during the time period when he was being corrupted by the agents of the Egyptian government. He was being held hostage by them, compromised by them. He was accusing President Trump of being a Russian agent. The American people deserve to know who they elected to be their president. They deserve to know if he's in fact putting America's interests first. And they deserve to know if Donald Trump is wittingly or unwittingly an agent for the Russian Federation. (laughs) You got to give Democrats one thing. They've got balls. This guy knows that the very time he's speaking those words that he's involved in a corrupt shakedown of the Egyptian government to enrich himself. And he dares to speak those words. I think a question they should ask Menendez is how much did he take in bribes from the medical industry in order to get those big fake bonangas for his wife?
Don't walk too close to her. If one of those hits you in the head, they'll knock you out. So Menendez might have been taking money in other areas. We just don't know. But we know this. Biden hates him, and he's dumb. Just how dumb? Jonathan Turley explains. After just six years ago dodging a bullet with a hung jury on what many thought was a strong uh, corruption case, the government is alleging that that Menendez went right back and, and, and continued the same pattern. But what's really striking here is the payment of things like gold and cash. Uh, this is a city that has a little more finesse when it comes to influence peddling and access. Uh, this is sort of old school bribery. And what's really striking about the indictment is the level of evidence that they've gathered. Uh, they're saying that they have fingerprints of the Menendez, the DNA evidence connected to uh, some of these uh, gifts. Uh, that's going to be really overwhelming in a trial. It will be overwhelming. It's very similar to the evidence that they have on the Biden crime syndicate, and it's overwhelming also. So if any of these people actually go to trial, they're really stupid. It's time for a plea deal. So what was Biden doing all this weekend while Menendez was being indicted, while he was telling us as he slurred his words that somehow or another I'm opening the border even further so that I can get more illegals in here, more illegal votes, more corruption? Because that's what I'm all about. Well, he was giving a speech honoring a rap star, LL Cool J. Unfortunately, Biden couldn't muster enough brain power to actually get his name right, and then proceeded to call this black man a boy. Two of the great artists of our time representing the groundbreaking legacy of hip hop in America, LLJ Cool J. Uh, by the way, that boy's got, that man's got biceps bigger than my thighs. I think he's spent. And MC Light, both of you, thank you. Because they both have the light off on the mic, you know, you're, uh, you're all here to listen to the new edition. Mike Bibbins, 40 years producing music that lifts our souls. Lifts our souls, but doesn't lift our brains. He gave LLJ Cool J. A new name, it's LL Cool J, but Biden decided to throw another J in there and then refer to him as a boy. And then quickly calling him a man. I guess the boy thing was even too much for a demented old man to shake. So only Biden will stand up on a stage, refer to a black man as a boy, and turn around and call this the most racist nation in history. Mr. Um, what is it, 2.0? can't remember what he's called it. Jim Crow 2.0. This is the same guy who said, if you ain't voting for me, you ain't black. This is the same guy who said he didn't want his kids being raised in a racial jungle when they were talking about busing. This is the same guy who is a member of a party that founded the Ku Klux Klan. This is the same guy who makes racially derogatory comments toward blacks all the time and hates says he hates our country because of our racial problems. <laughs> we don't have any. He does, clearly. And one black voter in particular responded to Biden's boy comment. 
Yeah, um, I just feel like this is just like another example of, you know, how Biden truly feels about the black community. You know, this is the first time he referred to a uh, black man as a, a boy. It's most likely not going to be the last one. And it's, it kind of goes back to the whole, if you don't vote for me, you know, you're black. He has this, like, you're not black, excuse me. He has this, like, you know, slave master mentality, I feel like. I feel like he doesn't really care what he says because he knows majority of white people are still going to vote for him. I mean, even I was foolish enough to do so uh, back then, but uh, thank God I learned from that awful mistake. Carpe diem to that black voter. Thank God he learned from that mistake. Good for you, sir. At least you recognized it. We can only hope and pray that other black voters recognize it. Therein lies the conundrum. Do they recognize it? I don't know. It seems they do, though, because the polling is really starting to indicate an uptick in minorities voting for Trump. Again, it's polling, so we don't know. And if you listen to the Washington Post, it was an outlier, they say, that Trump is now in their own poll 10 points ahead. By the way, you think you can deter Robert Menendez with a little old indictment? Our director of research found his intention to announce his re-election campaign this week. (laughs) He had to surrender his position as chairman of one of the Senate committees. (laughs) By the way, is that Nadine Menendez, is she that school teacher in Canada with the big fake Benangas? She looks kind of like her, doesn't she? But clearly, the Menendez's, every part of them is bought and paid for. So go ahead and run again, these these liberals. See, here's what he thinks. I'm a liberal. I can get away with it even though Biden doesn't like me. But Democrats never go to jail. So why should I? And he's got a point there. Why should he ever have to go to jail? Ted Kennedy didn't go to jail. Comey didn't go to jail. Strzok didn't go to jail. McCabe didn't go to jail. Lisa Page didn't go to jail. Robert Mueller didn't go to jail. Bill Clinton didn't go to jail. Barry Hussein Obama didn't go to jail. The Obama crime syndicate hasn't gone to jail. Why should he? He didn't do anything that they didn't do. So he probably figures I'll get away with this and I'll just go ahead and run for re-election while I'm fighting him. Can you blame him? By the way, in case you'd forgotten, Hildy decided to show up with Saki, 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 little peppermint patty, the little goofball. And I mean, she is a goofball. And both of them decided to commiserate that Vladimir Putin, who they just don't like, really went after Hildy, and that's why Donald Trump was president anyhow. Vladimir Putin uh, has obviously your friend, your friend and mine. Uh, he has uh, intervened in our election in the past. Right. It's not something, as you experienced firsthand, it's not something we talk about a lot. Do you fear that that is something that could be happening for 2024? And do you think we should be talking about it more? Well, I think we should be talking about it more because I don't <laughs> think despite all of the uh, you know, deniers, uh, there's any doubt that he interfered in our election or that he has interfered in many ways in uh, the 
uh, internal affairs of other countries, funding political parties, funding, you know, political candidates, uh, buying off, uh, you know, government officials in different places. So that is his opus, uh, you know, his, his opus operandi. His opus operandi. Don't you th- don't you mean modus operandi? His opus operandi. <laughs> I love it when Democrats try to talk and use big words, or so they think big words. Most people, of course, understand how to say that phrase. She just doesn't. She's illiterate. She's stupid. She's a whining little bitch. It's all she's ever been. It's all she'll ever be. Except she also goes it a step further. She's a lying, whining little bitch and a corrupt one. Corrupt to the gills. We all understand the corruption level of Bill Clinton and the perversion that he engages in. But even he cannot match the corruption level of his wife. She is a pathological liar, right along with the Bidens and the Obamas and the Bill Clintons. But Bill Clinton usually uh, shut, has been shutting his mouth for quite some time. He did open it last week to utter more lies because a Clinton cannot speak without lying. But somehow, they need to talk about Putin altering elections more, says Saki and Clinton. Let's not talk about Democrats altering elections. And by the way, shouldn't both Saki and Hildy be charged immediately by Jack Smith and the Justice Department for claiming that an election was rigged? She just said hers was rigged. And if you if you didn't catch it, she wants to make sure you know just how bad Putin is and how much he wanted to get her. Dividing us and then trying to seize territory uh, in such a uh, brutal way to try to expand his reach, to try to restore the Russian empire, if not the former Soviet Union, that is who he is. Mm-hmm. I said that for years. Part of the reason he worked so hard against me is because he didn't think that uh, he wanted me uh, in the White House. That woman just can't help it. She can't help it. She's demented. She she actually believes she won the election. Somehow, Vladimir Putin stole it. She never tells you what he did, of course. But he worked hard, she said, to make sure she didn't get in the White House. Do you think Vladimir Putin, and I'll throw this out to any functioning brain person listening, do you think Vladimir Putin fears as a political opponent Hildy or Donald Trump? I think any red-blooded American would know the answer to that. So it doesn't stand to reason that Putin would cheat our election system to make sure that Hildy got elected, or excuse me, to make sure that Trump got elected over Hildy, the person he regards as a doormat and could beat on any negotiation, as everyone has seen, anything Hildy takes part in it's a disaster why would putin want trump as an adversary when he could have hildy the answer is nobody would but hildy decided that uh, putin and she knows him well apparently because she described him just as she would describe herself and bill clinton same attributes this authoritarian dictator who literally kills his uh, opposition, kills journalists, 
poisons people uh, who disagree with him, invades other country, interferes with our election. Um, that is part of the alternative we have to reject in this election. We have to reject authoritarianism. We have to reject a kind of creeping fascism almost mm -hmm. of people who uh, are really ready to turn over their thinking, their votes uh, to want to be dictators. And we can't allow that to proceed. Your liberals have already turned those votes over to want to be dictators. You, Biden. But the nerve of this woman, she calls people who don't think she won the election deniers. Wasn't that grounds for being indicted? I think it is. She's upset that Putin kills his political opponents. There is a litany of dead people in the wake of Boat Clinton. They are the epitome of the movie The Sixth Sense when the little boy says, I see dead people. You could alter that with the Clintons, and their motto would be, I create dead people. I mean, literally, how many people have died in the sphere of influence known as the Clinton whirlwind or the Clinton tornado? They're dead all over the place, but the Clinton suicide, double-tap shots in the back of the head. Now, we know that that's an impossible way to kill yourself, but that's what they call them. Suicide. Somehow, Hildy thinks that Vladimir Putin divides us. What has Vladimir Putin done that is capable of dividing Americans in any way on anything? Really, what has he done? Nothing. He couldn't care less. He knows this. If he was rigging an election, it wouldn't be to get Trump in. It would be to keep Trump out. And if you need proof of that, while Trump was president for four years, you didn't hear a whimper out of Putin. No war in Ukraine, no threats about anything, no overstepping his bounds. In fact, silence. Crickets out of the Kremlin. The minute Trump was out, Putin decided to wage a war in Ukraine because he has no fear of the United States. That's why. And that little Chinaman over there in China, he gets it too. They wanted Trump out so badly, it was ridiculous. The tariffs, the tough stands that Trump took against them, they couldn't do anything about it. They knew it. Hildy. <laughs> Ken Paxton is the Attorney General in the state of Texas. He was... You know, an incredibly, well, how do I describe this? It was incredible that the Democrats down there tried to impeach him. And some of the Republicans went along with the charade. Of course, that's always the case with Republicans. Paxton beat all of the charges back. He's still under investigation and perhaps will be charged again by Biden's Justice Department because they want to keep him down. And as he looked at the elections in Texas, and he caught, by the way, the cheating in Texas before it happened. Think about that now. Biden would have carried Texas if Ken Paxton hadn't caught the cheating. And he's asked if counting in an election stops 
and then resumes hours later and the results are changed? Or is it just a water leak like they claimed it was down in Atlanta? Have you ever seen that before, ever? For three years? Well, you tell me. You're the one. I have you're never in politics. Seen, I've never seen it before in my life. I was like, I knew it when they stopped. And it was, and Trump is leading in all these states. I knew exactly what they were doing. They were, cause there's no way to know where those mail-in ballots came. Anybody could have filled them out. Anybody. There's no way to know where those ballots came from. There never has been. Why did they claim that water leak in Atlanta? Attorney General Paxton. What they needed to figure out was how many real votes there were so they could figure out how many mail-in ballots to apply to the election. That's what they would have done in Texas. I'm convinced. So you think that was fraud, right? I have no doubt. Having been through that whole process. It wasn't just a water leak? It was definitely planned. (laughs) Imagine him trying to say it was a water leak. Again, when someone tells you, well, there's no evidence of voter fraud, just tell them this. Is it normal in an election for six different states that are considered pivotal states to have one person well ahead and they all coincidentally, coincidentally, I'm all up for coincidences. They all coincidentally stop counting their ballots at the same time. When they resume counting hours later, well into the night, early morning hours, their their, their candidate now leads their opponent. The same guy they were trailing in a large part by, now they're leading. So ask your liberal friends, does that sound believable to you? Because if it does, we have nothing further to discuss. You're too stupid. And a lot of them believe that way. They don't think there was voter fraud. They believe the opus operandi. (laughs) I'm sorry, I just can't keep laughing. I can't stop laughing at that idiot Hildy. (laughs) Oh... And by the way, we all know why Menendez is being indicted. After all, he's Hispanic, right? So that's what they go after. That's what he said anyway. Yeah, that's what he said. <laughs> Unbelievable. A water stoppage. Water leak. No, Tucker, we've never heard of it. No, Ken Pax, we've never heard of it. No, we haven't heard of it because altogether it's never happened. Never. But it happened in Atlanta, and they had a, an assortment of reasons why it happened other places, all the vote stopping. Had to get it all stopped, and Ken Paxton is so accurate, they had to know how many absentee ballots they now needed. And that's how that all went down. We know it. They know it. They're afraid that that we know it. But we do. And the question becomes, will you allow it to happen again? My fear is yes. But my fear is if that is true, and of course we are then in ruination as a country, we should hold the Republicans culpable in the crimes. Because they know it's coming. There isn't any doubt that it's coming. And are they going to continue to get away with it? 
Donald Trump had a sit-down interview with Megyn Kelly. Now, remember, at one point, these two were adversaries, but it shows you that Trump doesn't carry a grudge, and apparently neither does Megyn Kelly. Her show, which uh, I, I I don't know if they're going to tele, televise it, or excuse me, it's, she's on the YouTube channel. I don't know if they're going to air this interview opposite the debate on Wednesday night. Don't know what their schedule is all about. But she talked about how the interview went and how much she admired Trump for sitting down for it. Um, I thought it was fair, right? There were like some questions for him, some questions for me. Uh, and that's, I think, how it should go. There should be a good flow to any big interview uh, like with a former president. And I give him a ton of credit. I mean, you tell me, could Joe Biden have done that? Could he have done five minutes of that? Just five minutes. Never mind an hour and 20 or however long Trump and I were together. It was almost an hour and 20. Uh, he couldn't. And he wouldn't. And where is the mainstream journalist who will even ask him tough questions? Where are they? President Trump didn't expect me to go easy on him. He knows me. He knows. He knows we have a history, as you heard. And yet he came. He gave me more time than he had originally agreed to. Originally, they were saying 45. He kept sitting. He didn't wrap it. He didn't say, get her out of here, even though I was, you know, needling him pretty good on some of those subjects. So I just... Like, this is the way it's supposed to work. This is the way it used to work. It used to work like this, where those running for the highest office in the land used to subject themselves to tough questions. And Trump, he could stay underground. He's not. He doesn't need to do those primary debates. He's not wrong about that, much as I'd love to see it. Never mind moderate it. Um, he doesn't need to. So the fact that he gave the time, because he could, he could pull a Biden. He could go underground. He could be under a rock. But he puts himself out there. And I do think he deserves enormous credit for it. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Let's give the credit here. Donald Trump's not afraid of anybody. I get a kick out of people like that idiot jackass Ducey on that Fox morning show. He's not going to these debates because he's afraid of something. And Christie, of course, echoing the same thing. Christie, who is Fox News's personal choice to become the Republican nominee. They, they want you to think that somehow Donald Trump is afraid of something or someone. The words fear, afraid, and Trump never belong in the same sentence, ever. He's certainly not afraid of these clowns on this debate stage. And he sure as hell isn't afraid of Chris Christie or Steve Ducey. That's for certain. Now, as we sit back in horror, and I mean utter horror, and watch this disgustingly corrupt border crisis unfold every day getting worse we have to remember what it was like against or, or when Donald Trump was in sometimes it's hard to jog your memory so we'll jog it for you with a guy who's the president of the border patrol council Brandon Judd when Biden blames Trump for the border crisis Brandon Judd is he lying or is he telling the truth He's lying, isn't he? Oh, let's fact check him in real time. That's absolutely false. All we have to do is look at what, what was took place under the Trump administration. We had the most orderly immigration system in the in, in my history. In 25 years of doing this job, I'd never seen anything that was more orderly than under President Trump. Then you look at the numbers that, that we apprehended under President Trump. We dropped to 45-year lows, something that's, that this administration completely ignores. Look at the number of, look at the amount of fentanyl that was on our streets. It was at, at all-time lows under President Trump because we 
were able to go after the criminal cartels in, in real time. That is fact checking right now. When you look at what's going on under this administration, we are seeing more fentanyl on our streets than, than we've ever seen before. We're seeing more deaths of United States citizens than we've ever seen before. We're seeing more crime than we've ever seen before by illegal immigrants in the United mm-hmm. States. We're also seeing more deaths of those people that are crossing our borders illegally. We're seeing more drownings than, than ever before. We're seeing more deaths in the in the deserts than we've ever seen before. Everything is at record high under this administration, and it's yeah. all based upon their policies. They changed policies that were working that President Trump implemented, and because of those changes, we're seeing a, a complete chaos on our borders. And- now, that's a guy who's lived it, as you heard him say, on the border for the last 25 years. He's never seen anything like this. And he's also giving credit where credit's due, that when Trump was in, it was at all-time lows. Can we just agree on the border? Can, can liberals agree on the border issue? Sadly, they can't because they're too prone to lying. And, of course, if they agree that the border is bad, they'll claim it's Trump's fault. So you can't get anywhere with liberals. It's, worth, it's worthless to even debate them. It's not really a debate. When you're, when you're talking to someone who's incredibly stupid, your only worry should be not whether you won the discussion. Your real worry would be, has their stupidity worn off on me? Because sometimes they'll try to transfer that stupidity. That's how they get Republicans into the fold. They'll, they'll tell them, well, you're just as smart as me, meaning you're just as dumb as me. And the ego of the spineless Republican will say, oh, yeah, I guess so. I guess so, dude. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. knows that the open border has produced nothing but bad things. The problem is the open border uh, is not a way to do that. And I understand that a lot of the Democrats uh, promoted this policy at the beginning of the Biden administration out of a humanitarian impulse, but it's been a catastrophic, catastrophic failure. It's caused a humanitarian crisis at the border Our border policies are now being administered by the Mexican drug cartels. We brought 7 million illegal immigrants into this country over the past three years. And most of them, by the way, when I went down there, we only ran, I, I interviewed about 300 immigrants coming across. Only two of them, the two groups from Latin America, had any kind of asylum claims. Stunning. Stunning figure, that is, out of 300 that he interviewed himself, only two had legitimate asylum claims. Two. By the way, is his voice getting better, or is that just me? I can hear him much more clearly than I, than I at once could, and it sounds like his voice is even stronger. Praise God for that. I felt sorry for him throughout. That's got to be brutal. But not as brutal as watching Taylor Swift yesterday in a suite paid for by Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs' tight end. Kelsey's mom was in the suite sitting next to Taylor Swift. There are rumors, of course, flying around that Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey have begun dating. When he finally caught a touchdown pass late in the game, Taylor Swift acted as though she had just, what would be good, I can't say won the lottery because she's won the lottery 30 times over. Let's just say she did win the lottery. Or someone just told her that they liked her music. I've never seen anyone go berserk like that. And she's pounding the glass of the suite. 
God only knows what she's screaming like a primal scream. All the while, with Travis Kelsey's mom sitting right next to her, his mom didn't look that excited. So clearly they're doing something, dating or something, some such nonsense. He had mentioned to his brother, who plays for the Eagles, that uh, on a podcast that he was going to give her one of these bracelets, I guess, that was going around, and it was going to have his phone number on it. So apparently he got it to her, and she never called. So he had thought, okay, so she doesn't want to go out with me, and that's how they left it. Somehow she showed up at the game in a suite yesterday that he paid for. And they were seen leaving the stadium together. Now, should that bother us? No. Who cares who dates who? Doesn't bother me. But here's what bothers me. And this kind of makes sense because she's an uber-liberal. Surprises you that Travis Kelsey would be an uber-liberal, wouldn't it? You say, well, just because he's dating her doesn't make him a liberal. And I guess that's a fair comment. But then you find out that Pfizer has recruited Travis Kelsey to be their new spokesman for the latest COVID vaccine. But I guess it shows that either he's very sensitive to the criticism he's getting for that, or he has no confidence in what he's saying because he immediately turned off the comments on his own Instagram post. He posted a video that was meant to be, I guess, funny and lighthearted to push the new vax with a hashtag Pfizer partner. With my schedule, he posted, saving time is key. The CDC says you can get this season's updated COVID shot when you get your flu shot if you're due for both. That's why I got two shots in one stop. Ask your doctor or pharmacist. Well, first of all, I love it when a a professional athlete tells me about their busy schedule. Do you know what his busy schedule includes? Well, he's off today. He's off tomorrow. He doesn't go to practice until Wednesday. That's how busy his schedule is. On Saturdays each week, if they're at home, they might go through a, a light walkthrough at the stadium. They might have a an hour meeting. That's it. The rest of their Saturday is free. If they're on the road, they go to the stadium, perhaps go through a walkthrough. They have a team dinner. They go to bed and they get up and play a game and come home. That's their schedule. So when he tells you that his schedule is so busy that he has to get two shots at once, first of all, don't don't believe a word he's telling you. Travis Kelsey knows nothing, nothing about the vaccine, and that's clear. Otherwise, he wouldn't be endorsing it. And social media users let him have it. especially when he turned off the comments section on his Instagram. Why would you do that, Travis? You a little sensitive? I thought you are a big tough guy. That's what I thought. One such Twitter comment said, sold out to Big Pharma, probably doesn't even realize what he did. That's what I just said. I guarantee he doesn't. Dude should be so ashamed of himself. This is pathetic. And somehow that attracts Taylor Swift, that kind of weakness, that kind of cowardice, that kind of mindless endorsement that gets him money and nothing else except the wrath of 
ordinary people, most of which were Chiefs fans. Kansas City, last time I checked, is the middle of the country. Most of those people in Missouri are Trump fans and think the vaccine is baloney. But that hasn't stopped him, if you noticed. That's a bit surprising. So he is now the spokesman for Pfizer. He's got himself the the golden girl, girlfriend, Taylor Swift, and uh, caught a touchdown pass yesterday. So we'll see if they actually start dating. But if I were Travis Kelsey here, this would be my fear. You won't get married, and you know that probably going in. So what will happen when you break up? Inevitably, she'll write a song about you, and it will be your fault. That's what she does with every guy that she dates and breaks the relationship off. Either he breaks it off or she breaks it off. And when she does or he does, especially if he does, he incurs her wrath in the next song. And the song will be a hit because the Swifties, as they're known, will rush out and buy everything she sings, no matter what. I give her credit. She's the ultimate self-made musical star. She and her mother peddling her tape to different Nashville recording studios when she was, I believe, 15 years old. Somebody finally paid attention, and the rest, of course, is music history. But she's an uber-liberal, which renders her mentally deranged, And she's either had an influence on Travis Kelsey already or he's just a numb nuts, which is possible. He's taken one too many blows to the head. Either one's possible. But it was sort of galling to watch her reaction when he caught the touchdown pass. She knew, absolutely knew, the cameras would be frozen on her. And that would be called overreacting. Taylor Swift, perhaps you've never been to a football game before. Maybe you've never seen a game. But that kind of overreaction was pretty pathetic. And I get a kick out of people on Fox saying that, uh, you know, I just wanted to watch the game. It's your network that kept showing her. (laughs) Hello? We wouldn't have even known Taylor Swift was at the game if it wasn't for Fox. It was nonstop Taylor Swift. I'd be surprised if Travis Kelsey had to leave the field to go to the bathroom. They would have started showing Taylor Swift. So now we'll have to see. Of course, we're all waiting with bated breath and on the edge of our seats if the news is that they truly are dating. America has an obsession with stars. An absolute obsession. It's very weird, isn't it? People actually care. CBS rammed it down people's throat. Excuse me. uh, Fox rammed it down people's throat yesterday. Pretty incredible. But it was bad. Well, when it comes to Biden... And all of his corruption, Jim Jordan has broken it down. And this is probably true. Here's where it all begins. And you could charge Biden, arrest him, and convict him on this evidence alone. 
Because Hunter Biden gets put on the board of Burisma and gets paid a lot of money. That's fact number one. Fact number two, he wasn't qualified to be on the board. Fact number three, the Burisma executives ask him, can you help us with the pressure we are facing, the pressure we are under? Fact number four, Joe Biden gets the prosecutor fired, uses American tax dollars, leverages American tax dollars to accomplish that, the very guy who was applying the pressure on Burisma. And then what does the Garland Justice Department do? They try to sweep it all under the rug. So much so that they allow the statute of limitations to lapse for the most serious tax uh, felonies, tax tax concerns Hunter Biden had in 2014 and 2015. They let it lapse because those were the years that dealt with the Burisma income. And they were going to sweep it all under the rug, but for two brave whistleblowers and a judge in Delaware who called baloney on their crazy plea deal. So, Carpe diem to Jim Jordan. I think he's got it figured out. exactly what it boils down to that's exactly how those facts play out that's exactly what happened and that's in the least egregious incident involving the corruption of the Bidens but it was big because it was our tax dollars and now they're stuck with Biden and they're stuck with Harris I still maintain that those two people well I shouldn't say both of them Biden will not be running At some point, they're going to lift him. They can't very easily run away from Harris. And Victor Davis Hanson, who I have tremendous respect for, understands this whole concept. The funny thing is that Kamala Harris would not be in the position she was in because she didn't, she, she ran for president in 2016 and she was a dismal failure. She failed to get one delegate. She had a lot of Silicon Valley money. And so she was appointed because he had announced pro forma that he was going to select a woman. And then the black caucus said that has to be a black woman. And he nodded. So that's why she's there. And she had a perfect opportunity. She had a favorable press. She had a president that wasn't really cognitively engaged. She could have freelanced and done wonderful things. She's been an utter failure. Their biggest fear right now is They don't want Joe Biden to not finish this term because that means she is going to be president and they, Mm -hmm. they think she'll destroy the party. I think she probably will. So they're going to do whatever it takes to get him across sort of like Woodrow Wilson and Edith Wilson in 1919 when he was non compos mentis and she finished out his term. But what they're looking at in the next four years, I don't think he's going to be able to run. I don't either. I mean, I just don't see it. These numbers that came out where he's trailing Donald Trump by 10 points in one of their own people's polls, Washington Post, ABC News, liberal, liberal, liberal. And they say that Trump has a 10-point lead. Of course, they were quick to describe the poll as an outlier, which it certainly isn't. But that's their poll. And Biden has this tremendous estrangement with the truth, right, VDH? But he can't tell the truth. He never could, but now he cannot tell a scintilla of the truth. He can't deliver a speech, and he's cognitively challenged, so he rambles his grammar syntax. And right. The, the result of it is a complete mess. Complete and total mess. Now, Larry Elder understands that the liberals can't beat Trump but he also doesn't see an opening for Mikey Obama. 
I don't think so. People are, are worse off than they were two or three years ago. The borders are insane. And this business about Gavin Newsom coming in all of a sudden, are you kidding me? Their first Democrat primary in South Carolina, 60% of the voters on the Democratic side are black. Most of those are black females. And they love, love, love Kamala Harris. And if it is perceived she's dropkick for a white dude uh, like Gavin Newsom, black women will, they won't vote Republican. They just won't vote, thereby guaranteeing whoever our nominee is, he or she will win the nomination. You play by the, you live by the gender and race card. You die by the gender race card. They cannot afford to drop Kip Kamala Harris. They are stuck okay. with her. Uh, ask Kamala Harris if she wants to be rolled out for Michelle Obama. She ran for president. She wants to be president. The only way she can go is if she says, you know what? I'm so incompetent. I'm out of here. She will not do that. They've got a huge problem. It's called Joe Biden. Their second problem is called Kamala Harris, and they're not going anywhere. <laughs> He's right about the black situation. If you dump Harris, even though she's not black, she's a mulatto, even even though if you dump her in favor of Mikey Obama, the black women are going to be furious. This is your first black vice president who's a woman also. They'll be livid, and if they don't show up, Larry Elder knows the, the crowd very well, then you've just el- eliminated any Democrat any chance at all. Carpe diem, Larry Elder. He also understands how James Clyburn works in South Carolina. That primary's coming up. And Clyburn was widely given credit for Biden's nomination the last time. Clyburn now claims that poor little heels up Harris, the slut who could, has a tremendous unpopularity number because of, altogether class, racism and misogyny. Because when you compare the first uh, woman of color and first woman uh, to be vice president of the United States and compare that to all of the history before, you will get that. I think that during this campaign, she will demonstrate as she did in that hall last night, that she knows exactly what she's doing. She has the capacity and the capability uh, to be president of the United States if called upon uh, to do so. Please. How does somebody like Clyburn get elected again ever in South Carolina? When you make statements that are that morbidly stupid, and you apparently believe them, who knows if he truly believes them, but it gives the appearance of believing them. Anytime you issue a statement of any kind that has Kamala Harris and Smart in the same sentence or competent in the same sentence with her name, then you're the stupid one. Because you're, you're trying to play the American people for the fools that you are. Because you are a fool. Everyone sees what she's all about. Has nothing to do with racism or misogyny. Of course, it was in, the, in the liberal world, if one of their people doesn't get elected in anything, the reason is always going to be misogyny or racism. It's never going to be that they're candidate was pathetic it's never going to be that they're sick people man they're sick people victor davis hansen what are the libs looking at going forward now what they're looking at in the next four years i don't think he's going to be able to run and i think that they're going to be pressure on him because he's going to get so embarrassing in the next 18 months that sometime in March or February, they'll do like LBJ did in 68, just he's not going to run. 
But that also solves the Kamala Harris problem because then they just say, we'll have an open primary and they know that she won't get another delegate, just like in the past. Interesting his outlook on it in contrast to Larry Elder. Larry Elder believes the Democrats are stuck with Biden and Harris because if you replace a a female vice president who's black with a white guy, you're history. You're not going to trot Michelle Obama out to take Harris's spot because you're kicking your black woman to the curb. That won't happen. It's pretty fascinating, his synopsis. And if Biden is out and Harris is the perceived candidate who's been president, It's going to be hard for the liberals not to vote for her. They're caught in the ultimate conundrum right now. And boy, that's where they belong. How do you see Biden right now, Victor Davis Hanson? And there's three things going on with him. One is, I don't know if it's congestive heart. I'm not a doctor, obviously, and shouldn't even be speculating. But he, he slurs his words, so his delivery is incomprehensible. And that's separate from the cognitive problems where he rambles or he can't read off a teleprompter or he goes into wild thing. But the third is even more disturbing, and that is he has lost all of the veneer or the breaks that most people have that when they have an impulse to speak, then they don't speak because they have some social awareness. So whether it was you ain't black or you're a junkie or a stupid question or the out-and-out lies, you know, when he tells people who've lost children or sons in Afghanistan that his son died in Iraq. But just just in that context, he said also, as I remember, because I watched the clip, that he talked Strom Thurmond into voting for the Civil Rights Act. Well, that has to refer to 1964 or maybe the Fair Housing Act of 65. And Strom Thurmond <laughs> voted against it. And Joe Biden was, I think, 21 or 22. So he just makes things out of whole cloth. And he assumes, or his wife does, or his handlers do, that the media is so invested in the alternative to Trump or whoever the Republicans have that they will, they'll make up the necessary, they'll make up the necessary adjustments. It has to be that. We all know how arrogant his wife is. She's beyond arrogant. So she wants Joe, if he does pass the torch, to give it to her. She really thinks she should be president. In many ways, she thinks she is. And she may well be making all the decisions in the background. Very interesting take. And then you had Mike Pence, the failure, the, the fraud, the liar, the guy who hides behind the cloak of Christianity. On with Trey Gowdy, who does exactly the same thing, by the way. Both are utterly arrogant, who have accomplished absolutely nothing in their entire political lives. Neither one of them have accomplished anything. But Pence, or excuse me, Pence wants you to believe that he's a faith and family guy, and he believes one income could solve America's solutions. I'm someone who believes that everything in America starts with faith and family uh, and uh, everything that we can do to preserve uh, the the vitality of religious freedom in America is critical. As president of the United States, I want to make it possible for more families raising children to be able to live on one income if they so desire. Well, that sounds really nice. 
I want to make it possible for Americans to live on one income if they so desire. How are you going to do that? Of course, Gaudi, who who has the interviewing skills of an elephant, failed to ask any kind of a follow-up question like that. That all sounds flowery and warm-hearted for the families in the country and the mothers of their children that I won't have to work. I can stay home with my kids and raise my kids because we're going to make it on one income, and Mike Pence is going to see to it that we do. Well, how is Mike Pence going to see to it that you do? He offers zero specifics. He just says things. In many ways, Pence is a Democrat. He makes things up as he goes along. He never explains them. He never tells you how he's going to go about getting it done. Well, we'll just do it. That's why Trump was so refreshing for me. I don't care what you think of him personally. I happen to like him. You might not, but it doesn't matter to me. If Trump were running the country down the river like Biden is, I wouldn't vote for him in a million years. By the same token, if Biden were putting money in my pocket, making this country more respected internationally, dealing straight up with China and any of our adversaries, getting deals negotiated for trade with Mexico and Canada, standing up to tyrants in China and putting tariffs on them and North Korea, and pulling us out of the Iran, so-called Iran nuclear deal, which is the most inaptly named thing since the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. If, if, if Biden were doing all of that, I'd vote for him. The problem is Trump was doing all of that, and Biden was doing all of the bad stuff. And this is where we sit as a result of it. So how could anyone justify a vote for other than, other, anyone other than Trump? I don't get it. But Mike Pence is going to take care of it all for you. You're going to have one income, and you won't need any any solutions because you won't have any problems. And he believes in faith and family, by golly. So all you women can stay home. By the way, he doesn't even understand what a backhanded compliment that is, okay? Women don't want to stay home. They would prefer to work. Some women would like to just stay home and raise their family. That's their prerogative, except that they can't because of the economy that you've created, helped to create, with your other Washington cronies. However, when Trump was in, many people did do that. I know people who do that. But Mike Pence isn't going to create it, and he'll never be asked how he's going to create it. Not by Trey Gowdy, not by anyone on the Republican side of the media, and certainly not by liberals. Matt Gates went into the hornet's nest of CNN and was being interviewed by a black woman by the name of Abby Phillips when she erroneously claimed that he voted a certain way on something in, in the House. Now, if she weren't intellectually lazy and physically lazy, she would have gone ahead and researched that long before she had him on the air. But she didn't. And so Matt Gates and our director of research was paying attention, spied on this interview, and Matt Gates put her to shame. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly. Sorry, hold on one second. That's the wrong one. <laughs> oh, Kevin Slayton, what did you do with that clip? I don't have it. But anyway, here it is. Here it is. I've got it for you. I've got it for you. Here it is. I should note that you, you did vote against uh, the defense appropriations bill this week that or no, I the, didn't. the rule now you're the, on, no, the rule you're, to admit Abby, Abby this is going to be a very embarrassing moment when the internet uh, corrects you on this I voted for the defense rule both times uh, 
Well, I, I stand corrected. Congressman, appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's how she ended the interview. As soon as he corrected her, she couldn't take it. She she was stumbling all over herself and had to end it right now. Oh, God, I, I got to end it now. I just tried to tell a lie. You called me on it. Interview done. That woman should be fired. You cannot be considered any kind of a journalist in any form when you are so lazy that you don't even do enough homework to know how a man voted on a bill just during this last week. That's incredible. That's Biden stuff. He claimed he had Strom Thurmond vote a certain way. You heard uh, that story being told by Victor Davis Hanson. Now here's Matt Gates with Merrick Garland asking him a simple question in the hearings last week. Do you know about the money that moved through Rob Walker's shell companies, yes or no? As I have said repeatedly, I have left these matters to Mr. Weiss. I've not intruded. I've not interfered. I've not tried to find out what he knows. It's like you're looking the other way on purpose because everybody knows this stuff's happening. And you know what? People don't pay bribes to not get something in return. Right. The the China initiative resulted in the convictions of a Harvard professor, of someone at Monsanto. So we were working against the Chinese. They paid the Bidens. And now now you're sitting here telling me that North Korea is the big threat. And see, here's here's how Weasley Garland is the way he lies. He tries to cop out and say, I I've said many times I'm not coming. I've, I've left that to the investigators. That wasn't the question. The question wasn't anything particular about someone doing some sort of an investigation. The question was, are you aware of the claims that the Bidens used 20 different shell companies at the very least to launder money? Are you aware of those claims? We're not asking you to say if it's true or not. No one's asking him for investigative conclusions. The question was, are you aware of the fact that another witness has claimed this. And of course he's aware of it, and that's all he had to say. But Merrick Garland is such a lying weasel that he couldn't even muster up the courage to say, well, of course I'm aware of it. My department is conducting the investigation. I'm aware of all of the allegations, but none of them have been proved yet. That would be the liberal way of answering it. That would be a lie, but then again, he's Merrick Garland. He's not afraid of lying, so that wouldn't face him in the least. And he's not afraid of lying because he can lie under oath and be exonerated by himself, I guess, or certainly by Christopher Wray or some other corrupt bastard in that regime. Todd Spitzer is the prosecutor of Orange County in California. He is so fed up with George Gascone that he's making an official declaration of what Gascon is. I am literally declaring George Gascon America's worst prosecutor. I represent the county immediately south of Los Angeles, Orange County, California. Mm-hmm. 3.3 million people, sixth largest DA's office in the country. And Mr. Gascon is ruining the, the profession of being a prosecutor. He is ruining it, by the way. He is a hopelessly corrupt prosecutor who believes in allowing criminals to roam the streets. Now, you have to ask yourself, in what way does this benefit Biden and the rest of these liberal states, these blue states? There really isn't a way. I mean, I I, I racked my brain trying to figure out 
How can Biden use that against Trump? Well, he can't. I mean, you can say anything, and he probably will. He'll blame it on Trump for some reason. It'll be a Trump supporter who broke into a jewelry store or something. But none of that washes. All of this began under Biden. All of this began in cities run by people like Gascon. All of it. You can't get around it. It's a fact. So I don't know what how it is that it benefits them other than this. They think if they let all of these hardened criminals escape prosecution, they'll all vote for them. That's the only thing I can think of. Now, they don't need their votes because they have the millions of mail-in ballots they're about to send out to every human being on Earth. Probably send them over to Saudi Arabia and have people vote over there. But that's just more of their constituents into the voting atmosphere. All of the 7 million illegals they've brought in to vote. They might even execute all all 7 million of them the next day. Just get that vote cast. The same with all of these criminals. Hey, man, crime is good under Biden. Let's vote for him. Crime's good under Gascon. Let's vote for him. Why wouldn't you? It doesn't matter if you're a man, woman, or one of the other 75 genders. You're you're going to be safe because otherwise it's it's a conspiracy against you. And you're home. You're home free. Now, we know that there's really only two genders, and Republican North Carolina Lieutenant Governor Mark Robinson knows that, too. He's also a preacher at his church, and Mark Robinson understands the true number of genders in our society. Here's something else I'm not supposed to say. Ain't but two genders. Ain't nothing but men and women. And I can already see WRL out there. They got their licking their pencils around, trying to write fierce as they can. Get every word of this here. Get every word of this. You can go to the doctor and get cut up. You can go down to the dress shop and get made up. You can go down there and get drugged up. But at the end of the day, you were just a drugged up, dressed up, made up, cut up, man or woman. You ain't changed what God put in you, that DNA. Carpe diem, Mark Robinson. Our director of research found that as well. Great stuff from Mark Robinson. He's a hell of a speaker, isn't he? I think he'll be governor of North Carolina before long. But he can get you inspired. There ain't any doubt about that. You're ready to go through a wall when you listen to that, aren't you? And this segment always has to have a, a good, uplifting ending, and today is no different. Sandy Cortez, the liar that she is, the fraud, the, bar, the bartender that she is, is calling for the re- resignation of Robert Menendez. Now, don't you love this? Menendez has been incu- accused and indicted. He hadn't been convicted of anything. But... People like Sandy or uh, Ocasio-Cortez, Sandy Cortez for short, wants him to resign because in her world, of course, you're never innocent until proven guilty. She probably doesn't like him for some reason. They're both from New York, or he's from New Jersey, actually. 
But she she doesn't like him for some reason. Maybe he's against the Green New Deal. I don't know. But here's what we do know. Here's a bartender claiming that a U.S. senator should resign. That's rich. How would you like to feel the wrath of, or how would you like to feel if you're Menendez right now, the wrath of Sandy Cortez? I mean, please? Someone has to be kidding, right? A bartender is telling a sitting senator to resign having been convicted of nothing. I don't believe he should resign. I think he's a crook. I think he's a, he's a hopeless criminal. Always has been. But he shouldn't resign until he's convicted. But not Sandy Cortez because she's so important. But what she forgot to tell everybody and try to explain, why is it that she, the mother of the Green New Deal, drives around in a Tesla that is made by non-union members? Non-union members. And then she tries to explain why she still possesses the car. The, our car was purchased uh, during the pandemic when travel, mass, before a, a vaccine had come out. So travel between New York and Washington, the safest way that we had determined was an EV, but that was prior to um, some of the new models coming out on the market that had the range available. Uh, but we're actually looking into trading in our car now. So we're looking into it and hopefully we will soon. Hopefully, why wouldn't you do it today? You've had two years since the pandemic. Two years. You're not looking into getting a car made by the union members, the United Auto Workers who are now on strike. You're not looking into it at all. You know what you're really looking into? Keeping the car you have. But you got caught. So now you've got to lie about it. And that's all that's about. She got caught driving a car not made by union members. And it just so happened to get highlighted, I guess, because of this UAW strike. She gets caught, starts backtracking, blaming the pandemic. What did that little story have to do with anything, by the way? Well, we thought that the safest way uh, to get from New York to Washington was to drive. So, drive a union-built car. I mean, aren't you the party of the unions? Of course you're not, but that's what you claim to be. In her case, Sandy Cortez hasn't done one thing, not one, for any union. Not a thing. And now she's driving a car that's made by non-union members. And when she claims we're looking to trade it in hopefully soon, you could trade it in today. What's delaying you? Did you know she was in town here yesterday? Out in Wentzville at the uh, UAW where the UAW workers were striking. She spoke to them on why they need to continue to strike against GM. We need to unite and stand up for ourselves. Okay. Then why don't you buy a union car? You think those people yesterday there knew that she had a non-union car? I guarantee they did not. 
guarantee it. So Ocasio-Cortez has her non-union Tesla. She's able to speak to the workers out in Wentzville. They all should have booed the holy hell out of her. And she lied all about it. Well, woolly bully for her. I prefer a Monster Energy drink. And if you're going to start lying, you're going to need a Monster Energy drink because it'll make you focus. And you can focus on the fact that you've been lying your whole life, Joe Biden, Sandy Cortez. Quit your lying. But Monster Energy drink has many benefits. And one of those is something I need this morning because I played golf in the St. Louis Amateur Baseball Hall of Fame at the Paddock Country or Paddock Golf Course in Florissant, and then I played yesterday, and so I am exhausted. Monster Energy Drink brought me back to life this morning, the sugar-free drink with 10 calories. And Monster Energy Drink will do the same for you, that extra punch of energy you'll get. You'll be at your best, and you'll be supporting a product that makes all of the events they sponsor a lot of fun. Just go to an event they sponsor. They'll throw parties around it. They'll bring your favorite rock bands or any kind of musical bands to your hometown. They'll throw a party around that. Any athletic events, they'll throw a party around it. They support athletes who aren't in in the mainstream sports, and they throw parties around that. Monster Energy Drink is more than an energy drink. It's It's a lifestyle in a can. Unleash the beast in you. That's Monster Energy Drink. All right, we're coming right back after this. Cane poles sitting down by the creek. Lines in the water, watching those bobbers, seeing that red sun sink. Mama's on the porch yelling, supper's hot. Y'all come and get it. We yelled five more minutes. At 16, it was 12.03, standing at her front door. Katie's dad said midnight, but we needed just a little more. Yellow light flipping on and off, interrupting that good night kissing. We wanted five more minutes. Time goes by, the clock don't stop. I wish I had a few more drops of the good stuff, the good time. Bye. 
Back in, Kevin Slayton with you. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. Glad you're with us uh, this morning. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. 636-348-4460. If you want to join in on any of the topics that we've discussed today, uh, you can certainly do so. Don't forget this podcast will be on afterwards on our website and on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Google. Have I left anything out? Anchor, all of the great locations for podcasts. We will be there, and you can get our show there. If for some reason you miss the original show right here, you can certainly do that. Our... um, Good friends, well, I've got to find it for you here. I'm I'm struggling this morning trying to find things. I'm not real good at that, but here we go. No, that's not it either. Well, anyway, I'll save that for a rainy day. But it's a Monday. It is not the Lord's Day. It is the day the liberals have created, and therefore we're not thrilled with it. Nonetheless, here it is. 
So we deal with it, and we move forward with it. Our phone lines are 636-348-4460, 636-348-4460, if you'd like to weigh in on any of the things we've talked about today. Uh, Donald Trump, uh, his White House lawyer, has filed a lawsuit uh, against one of these corrupt prosecutors, Andrew Weissman. And we're going to get into that uh, as we go along through the show this morning. But first, Dave is with us. Good morning, Dave. How are you? Kevin, good morning. I'm doing well. How are you, sir? I'm doing well also. Hey, Kevin, uh, I, I, I'd i like to ask a legal question but not get legal advice, if that's okay. Sure. Okay, I, I'm I'm trying to understand the DWI law in the state of Missouri. Now, they tell you if you don't take the test, they'll suspend your license for a year. First of all, I didn't get a DWI. I'm just trying to get clarification. Uh, so they tell you they're going to suspend your license for a year if you don't supply evidence against you that you're intoxicated. Well, I don't understand that because if you're charged, let's say you shoot somebody, they can't compel you to testify against yourself. In that what is the difference between that and DWI? Because I, I hear some attorneys, oh, it's an administrative hearing. Well, BS, your Fifth Amendment right does not go away because you were drunk. Well, wait a minute. How are, how are they? I, I've lost you here. What, what is what is the question? You you said that they tell you that you're suspended for a year if you don't blow um, and submit to their test. Okay, so that's not that's not true, by the way. But anyway, uh, that's what they tell you. Um, if it's your first time offense, you are not going to get any kind of a suspension. You'll get a stay order uh, during the pendency of your hearing and your trial. So when, in terms of compelling you to give evidence against yourself, I guess that's where I'm missing it. Well, that, and then, that's what I don't understand is they, you know, they tell you if you don't if you don't take the test, your license is going to be spent up uh, up to a year. If it's your, it, well, let's say if it's your second offense, I, I, I you still it, don't do here. it. Well, here, you don't here, ever I'll, give I'll, evidence to somebody. Well, here I'll throw you a scenario out. Uh, the I, I know a person that got their second DWI. They refused the test. Uh, the charges were thrown out. The DWI charges were thrown out because it had passed the statute of limitations. Now this person is now this person is still battling the administrative hearing. And 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 and, and like I said, I go, okay, they have no evidence. So so how could the administrative hearing go forward? Okay, big deal. Well, they have evidence. They have evidence. They have the police officer's report. They have the police officer's observations. They have evidence. It's all circumstantial, but they have it. Right. But like you said, it doesn't make a difference where you're at in the state or wherever at. All all DWR reports all read the same. They pretty much do. For the most part. But, Kevin, what I'm trying to understand is how can they compel you to give evidence against yourself? They're not compelling you. You don't have to give it. Well, okay. They're asking you, hey, do you want to give? Do you want? Do you want to submit to a test? If you don't, we're going to suspend your license. That's not true. Uh, it's true if you can't get a stay order or if you can't get probation. But those are things that you then go to court and you deal with with whatever jurisdiction you're in, or and or the administrative law. So you've got the suspension is the administrative. The DWI is the criminal court. Right, and this was this was my thought process, and obviously not a lawyer. That's why I'm talking to you. If the criminal case has been thrown out, the administrative one should be tossed too because the criminal case passed the statute of limitations. Or am I thinking logically? No, that's not true. They're separate cases. 
They're in, in front of separate bodies and they're separate cases. They're not the same. People think they're the same, but they're not. Well, it doesn't make a difference what my opinion is. I think it's a load of crap, but nonetheless, it is what it is. And I Well, I think all the DWI laws are a load of crap, but that doesn't matter either. If they wanted to stop DWIs, they would simply force every driver in the state to have a, a device on their steering column that they have to blow into before the car will start. That's pretty simple. They do that for people who get several DWIs. Why don't you do it for everybody? And the reason they don't do it for everybody is because they know that that's a one-time fee. And they know that if they do it that way, they will be cutting into a lot of revenue that they make off DWIs. When people say, how come when we were kids the cops just took our beer? The reason is simple. Now it's a money game. And all jurisdictions in the entire state itself wants money. They don't care if drunk drivers are on the road. They do not care. Anyone who thinks they care is crazy. They don't care. In fact, they prefer that you be a drunk driver because they get more money that way. If they wanted to stop it, they could. The fact that they don't stop it tells me that they're just fine with drunk drivers because it means more revenue. Kevin, I thank you, my friend. You've You've clarified it. Uh, I appreciate your, your your advice and what you just said. Uh, it, it makes so much sense that uh, if if Trump doesn't get in, I'm going to write Slayton in for president. Well, I, I could serve with him. <laughs> hey, I'll Kevin, be as DWIs are. I, I would love to see you as his press secretary. It would be fun. I have to give you that. It would be fun. Oh, I wouldn't need a binder, that's for sure. (laughs) No, no, not at all. Kevin, thank you very much. Glad to hear the podcast is going to be put up, too. Uh, Appreciate you, as always, my friend. Have a great week. Thank you for the call. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. You bet. Yeah, it's a confusing piece of law because it is two separate cases, and it's hard to wrap your head around that. But the administrative part is always going to be the suspension. The criminal part is the actual DWI. And um, you don't have to give them any evidence. You don't have to take the test. And I can tell you right now that if, if it's your first time and maybe if it's your second time, it just depends on the circumstances, chances are very good you will not serve any suspension at all. You will get a stay order if your lawyer is any good. He will negotiate that for you. And he will negotiate a settlement where you get probation and uh, your license will never be suspended. Now, that again, I'm not giving that advice like that's not going to happen because it does happen if you have circumstances that aren't the kind that will allow for that, I, and there are plenty of them. So don't take that as a no-brainer that that's the way it's always going to happen. It's not. Okay, the phone lines remain open for you if you'd like to call 636-348-4460. But Stefan Pesanenti, Pesanentino, I'm sorry, has sued Andrew Weissman for defamation. Weissman had tweeted that uh, Pesanentino had coached Cassidy Hutchinson. Remember, she was a January 6th witness that claimed Donald Trump had leaped at the Secret Service men when he had gotten into the beast and said, I'm the president. I'm the effing president. Take me to the Capitol now. Of course, none of that was ever said. That was just Cassidy Hutchinson, one of the great liberal liars of all time. But according to the lawsuit, Andrew Weissman falsely claimed that this guy had coached Cassidy Hutchinson, and so he is suing him. And I am so grateful that he is suing him. I think it's absolutely sensational, and I hope he wins, and I hope he wins a lot of money.
All right, Cleo is up next. Hello, Cleo. How are you? Morning, Kevin. How's it going this morning? Fine going well, morning. going well. It's Monday, so it's not perfect, but we fight through yeah. the day the liberals created too. Well, well, thanks for your uh, the news on the Menendez case for the inside. I appreciate that. I don't think I've heard that elsewhere. You're welcome. Uh, I want to bring up this uh, Bill Cosby. He recently been found a molesting a 16 year old girl. Remember Bill Cosby and molested all the women went to jail. Yeah, I haven't seen this new one. When did this new one come down? Well, I just saw it this morning. I don't. I think it was last week. A jury convicted of molesting a 16 year old girl in 1975 while he was at the Playboy Mansion. Oh, so this this is wait a minute. This is a case that goes back to 75. Yeah. That sounds fishy. There's got to be a statute of limitations somewhere in there. Well, that's what I thought, too, but the, the jury found him guilty. Anyway, my my point is, why is this Cosby show still on the cable? Well, I don't have any problem with that. He's a criminal, man. How many ta- how many people did he molest? Well, I'm sure there's other shows that are on that have criminals on there, too. <laughs> I'd have well, to go back and be, I'd have but... to look at all the shows, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure there are. Well, maybe not proven criminals, but, you know, sleaze balls nonetheless. Where was this case? Uh, I, I don't know what state. I don't know. Okay. Hey. I'm, I'm just having trouble it, finding it here. He, he was a, it, it was a, it was a underlying uh, case on the CIA agent that was drug, drugged. There was drugging women that was convicted. Brian so he, he, he was he was wait a minute he was drugging a CIA agent. No, no, he was he was part of the story. He was on he was the second part of the story about molesting. <laughs> In the molesting section of the Fox News. The molesting <laughs> section, yeah. I don't I can't find it, so I'm 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 talking out the window here. <laughs> well, anyway, anyway, what I mainly wanted to bring out was the ten point poll. Uh, Biden behind. There's got to be some some frightening meetings in the Democratic le- leadership right now, don't you think? Oh, the, well, they don't have any leadership, so <laughs> well, <laughs> that's the problem. That's the real problem. Well, somebody's keeping Biden in there. Somebody's operating the, the levers and the controls on his mouth, you know. Well, that's probably his wife or Obama. If, my, my main point is do they now double down on election fraud that they're 10 points behind? Because that'd be the only way to win. Well, I don't think they double down. I think their plan is to is to fix and rig every election they can anyhow. So this is just, I mean, they may up their efforts, but the effort and the plan was already in place. They're just going to make sure uh, that they dot all the I's and cross all the T's now. Well, they, but you agree they will they will possibly increase, increase the election fraud. Well, they might increase it, but I, like I'm saying, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's possible. They, they're already at 100 percent capability. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, you're right. You know, and what? And if Greece, Governor Greaseball runs, will they keep the apparatus in place? What do you think? Uh, he's not going to run. That's number one. But yes, they'll always keep the apparatus in place. That's never going to change. They've been doing that since at least 1960. So you think Michelle Obama is going to run? I think so. But uh, I think Larry Elder's right, and I think Victor Davis Hanson's right. It'll be tough to get her out, heels up I'm talking about, even if it's for Obama's boyfriend-girlfriend. Yeah. 
Well, anyway, this, t- this 10 point difference in this poll has got to throw somebody scared. You know, if Biden doesn't run, he's got more of a chance to be indicted of corruption later. If he runs and just loses or maintains the presidency, God forbid, he'll never he'll never be convicted of anything. But he, he's got his self-preservation in mind when you're thinking about running again. That's why he wants to run again. Oh, yeah. Well, he wants to run because he wants to stay out of jail. <laughs> Right, exactly. That's what that's what I'm saying. And he knows it. He knows it. So what they should have is the child molesting or the women female molest, molestation section on Fox, and they should also have the Biden corrupt section on Fox, so we can separate our news a little easier. Yeah, well, well I had to bring them both up. They're both pissing me off. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I look at the Cosby Show as something that happened long before we knew anything about this, and as I said, they're. Plenty of TV shows that have had criminals on there, but um, you know, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't fit. I mean, they 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 continued to televise Lakers games after Kobe Bryant uh, was accused of rape up in Colorado, and uh, somehow or another, it turned out the girl was just basically a slut. So he was able to get <laughs> off on those charges. He ended up getting all of his endorsements back. Blah 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 blah, and that happens a lot too. So yeah. I I don't I, I don't. It's entertainment. As long as I'm entertained, I don't really care what the guy did. I mean, you see some of these old movies where later on these guys were found to be woman beaters or crooks of some sort, and you no, know, they don't they don't erase their movies. I, I'm not in favor of that because then we're talking about censorship. Well, well, there have to be some 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 standards of decorum as far as I'm concerned. Well, there is a standard of decorum. You don't watch it. I mean, you know, if if you if you you make everybody makes their own individual decisions. Nobody has to watch the Cosby Show reruns. If if it offends you that, that that's on there, you just don't watch it. Okay, Kevin. All right, Cleo. See you later. Bye. Good stuff. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yeah, I can't uh, I can't get on board with that because the closer we get to censorship of any kind, the more I object. You just can't have it. I mean, we have it, but we shouldn't have it. And so, if I if, if it's my choice, we don't have it. And I'll I'll stay that way, even if it's, you know, Bill Cosby. But I can't find that case anyway. Maybe I'm just bad. But the molestation section of Fox News, I'll try to look up under that and, and take a look and see. But there has to be a molestation section. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> uh, so um, give us a call if you like, 636-348-4460. 348 and uh, whatever you are looking uh, to uh, comment on, we're here for you. We've had a lot of stuff that went on today. How do you like the bartender uh, telling Menendez to resign? That's I think that might be my favorite. Let's see, either that or perhaps Hildy, still bitter, bitter and angry that she got pounded in the election and still trying to claim Russia collusion. That's how nuts that woman is. But she gave Donald Trump cover should he lose to, um, what's his name, Biden. If he loses, he can say, well, it's Russian collusion. I mean, that's, that's the way it works for me. She's given everybody that cover now. It's always the Russians, even though there's deniers out there, she claims. Deniers everywhere. And yet she doesn't get arrested or indicted. 
for saying the same thing Donald Trump said about his election. As I said at the time, it was it was not a, a crime when Donald Trump said it. It's not a crime when Hildebeest says it. It's not a crime when Obama says it. It's not a crime when Biden says it. Every politician in history, by the way, has probably said at one time or another they were cheated out of their election result if they didn't win. It only became a crime when Donald Trump was the guy who said it and the most corrupt president in our nation's history, Biden, was the one who was enforcing it. Never have we had one, not Obama, not Clinton. None have been as corrupt as this guy. And and I might add, not even close. Not even close. They made a big deal out of Richard Nixon having an enemies list. Did Richard Nixon use the Department of Justice to go after any of his political opponents? The answer is no, he did not. But Joe Biden did. And Joe Biden doesn't stop with Donald Trump. I mean, we've got Roger Stone. We've got a ton of them out there. Paul Manafort. You name it, we got a lot of them out there. Papadopoulos. Young kid. Pastors. I mean, it's it's all over the place with this guy. Anybody he perceives to be a person that thinks differently than him, not even if you're a political opponent of him, but if you think differently than him and you have any kind of a public forum, you are in the crosshairs of the United States Department of Justice and the FBI. And that is easily backed up with the facts. So that's the way it is. As Walter Cronkite would say, Monday, September 25th, 2023. Remember the great Walter Cronkite and how he used to sign off? It was fantastic. It was fantastic. Okay, our director of research has found a story here. It says, an ex-CIA officer accused of drugging and raping women taps celebrity memory experts for the defense. So this is a CIA officer. He's accused of drugging and sexually assaulting 25 women. And he tapped memory experts for his defense who testified at the trials of Bill Cosby and Ghislaine Maxwell. So it has nothing to do with Cleo had that one. Cleo, you had that one monumentally messed up. It has nothing to do with Bill Cosby. I didn't think he was convicted of anything last week. So he was not. And that comes right, I mean, absolutely straight from the molesting section of Fox News. Thank you to our research director of research for finding that. All right, that's going to wrap us for today. We're back fighting a good fight again for you tomorrow right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. Folks, don't forget our Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com. Sports show is on at noon on 590thefan, 590thefan.com. Today we're going to have Kurt Smith. He's an author, a former Reagan speechwriter, but his book is called Voices of the Game, and it is about all of the great baseball play-by-play guys who served this country on radio play-by-play, provided a picture that they painted of the ball game for us when we were young guys with passion, with excitement, with entertainment value, not the dullards that do games today. And you will hear wonderful stories from Kurt Smith today about the baseball broadcasting greats of all time, the Harry Carries, the Jack Princes, the Ernie Harwells, the Vin Scullys, the Jack Bucks. It's all going to be there for you today on our show. It begins at noon Central Time, but Kurt will be on with us at 1230. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.